every instruction that is given by the Siddhas in these verses. See, the Siddha distinctly speaks about Artikondu role grinding. You cannot have a substitute for that. If you have a substitute, at least in the case of uh, your breakfast and snacks and food does not matter. But even there, I've got my own doubts about your people using the mechanical substitutes for what the Siddhas have clearly explained in their verses. When they say Artikondu, Artidal, the word Artidal, which you try to translate it as role grinding, has to be understood in the truest sense of the term. The different methods of grinding that you find in the classical works of the Siddhas cannot be imitated sin percent with all your mechanical and electrical equipment is impossible. Further, what they thought about in the administration of medicine was not on a large scale of mass production. Just as you got the mass production of food cars, you don't produce the mass production of drugs and herbal medicine at all. It is something which has to be prepared as you people call it, in a custom fashion, following exactly every word of the Siddha. That's the reason why even when you translate it with Shiva, because you are not able to convey the full significance of those terms in the great international language of English. If somebody is to practice Tamil Kriya Siddhantam and Tamil Siddha Vaidyam, Tamil is indispensable. And the amount of Tamil that we are going to offer in the University of California Santa Cruz course is 45 hours, you can add another 5 hours to it, it gives you 2 credits. That gives you only a basic working knowledge of Tamil. But that is only the starting point thereafter. If people should take up the verses of the Siddhas, make use of your textbook in Tamil, continue to study those verses as part of your sadhana, develop your knowledge of the Tamil language, spoken, written and reading. That is very important then only you can go back to the original works and try to understand it to a certain extent. You people practicing Babaji's fivefold path of Kriya Yoga with good working knowledge of Tamil can do much better justice to the verses of the Siddhas than even the Tamil scholar. I do not deny the Tamil scholar has got 2,000 times more knowledge about Tamil than you do. But 
he has no knowledge of yoga. Knowledge of Tamil alone is not going to help. We are going to have no doubt. A panel of Tamil scholars to help us in Madras, in Master's College. But it cannot be a substitute for the initiated Kriyoga Sadhaks all over the world who hold the key to the great classical works of Tamil Kriyoga Siddhanta. So what you people should aim at is to practice Bhavaji's Kriyoga intensely, try to fulfill all the conditions, dedicate yourself to the cause, and become dormant source and advanced dormant source. But don't lose touch with the Tamil language and be able to do full justice to the great scientific art of Tamil Kriya Siddhanta, of which ma- our master is the climax. When they talk about Arti Kondu, That word, even when the Tamil scholar explains it, is going to find it difficult because it's very difficult for him to simplify it further. The word is so comprehensive and very scientific. There are different methods of grinding. In one of the earlier verses, it talks about how you'll have to crush the dry herbs, bake them in the sun, and then use it. You can't afford to modify even a single word and a single letter of the Siddha. This is very important. I am running into a big problem in this respect. As you people know, we are trying to gather the verses of the Siddhas from different sources and have them printed. And as usual, the printer or all the words is the same. They are confirmed the crooks. They will promise to print the book in 20 days. If we leave it to them, they will take 20 years. They have to sit on their back and make them do it. And I can't be sitting in one place attending to that work. So I leave it. I try to get the verses together and when I'm there, I go and sit there. I mean, even for example, some of the books have been printed in Chidambaram, the great shrine of the dancing Shiva or the great Thirumula. I've been sitting on the back of the printer <laughs> daily, 16 hours and couldn't find even time for 15 minutes to go to the Siddhambaram temple of the dancing chair. This is how we have to toil hard to make these fellows publish those books. No doubt they got their own people for proof correction, they murdered it. We got a Tamil scholar helping us he wants to bring in a scholarship and contaminate it. To print the works of the Siddhas exactly according to the original is a very, very difficult task. And as you know, after all these things, somehow the printer's devil gets inside it. You know the printer's devil? That is the mistake that is being committed by the printer. We find many of our students, including many of the professional typists when they type, they have got the typist devil coming in. That is mean to say typist mistakes. In plenty. And this type of proof correction becomes a laborious job. 
When we were running our own press, I used to correct the proofs thrice before it was fit enough to go out and meet the requirements of people who got the knowledge of our language of Tamil. So it has to be done very, very carefully. And it needs a certain amount of devotion and dedication to do this. Otherwise, they will start murdering it. So the first task that is imposed upon us is to print the original verses. Bring it in black and white and do a thorough job of it. Then in think in terms of translation and what not. Transliteration may be of minor importance, but after the original verse, trans translation may be useful. But it can never be can never never be a substitute for the original Tamil. So it's very important for you people to understand the importance of the language. And if you try to understand the language, Artikondu is only Artikondu. There cannot be any other word that could be used for it. You can use the word grinding in a common sense, but roll grinding is probably a novel term to most of you people. What roll grinding? Are we to put Honganavan uh, and make him roll down? Like a roly poly, as they call it, roly poly? That's not it. All the people know is roll grinding. What is roll grinding? It is not something like Greek and Latin. It makes no sense. Even though that is the closest translation to the word artikondu. Some of you people might have seen the archaeological remains of the great American Red Indian race. Some of them had very interesting grinding stones. And that is how they tried to grind the corn. The corn flour was produced along those lines. I'm not saying it's wrong to use the stones, it's good. It's far superior to many of the mechanical grinders that you have, which contaminates it to the little bit of metal in it, which is not good. Whereas the stone grinders are far superior to what you find in metal. Pure metal is not so good. That is the reason why they said that speaks about here Artikondu. We have to roll grind. And roll grinding, note my friends, can be done only with stone and by no other means. So the very words Artikondu implies stone roll grinding. You can't do it by any other means. You can grind in different ways, but what the Siddha wants is stone roll grinding. In other, another verse he talks about Araital. Uh, what do you mean by that? Mashing and grinding. That is different from roll grinding. When you mash and grind, there is a flat stone 
on which there is a long rolling stone on which you push and mash it and then grind it. Mash it and grind it. If any says, when you prepare a particular snack or a food or a herbal medicine in mash grinding, he means it. Ammiyil arital to mash and grind the ammi, the grinding stone. You can't do it by any other means, that medicine will not work. And you will try to produce something which you call a vadai, it will end up in being a bonda. Or you try to prepare a uh, idli and it look quite unlike an idli in taste and shape and what not. Because you are not following the exact instructions given by the Siddhas, given by the great master cooks of Tamil Nadu. So it doesn't come off well. Every instruction has to be followed scrupulously and the right type of material should be used to grind it. And there are different methods of grinding. You can rotate and grind ma araital. You'll be having a base stone and there will be a axis and there will be another stone on the top of that axis with the hole and there will be a handle for this tops to movable stone between the space between the axis and the hole of the top stone you keep on adding your grains and your ingredients and your herbs and what not and you what is called, you rotate and grind it, dry. So when the Siddha talks about Ma Araital, he means grinding it dry with the two stones is what he means. And you cannot translate it into English. So when you start Master's College, you'll be surprised to find the different type of grinders kept there so that you people, particularly coming from foreign countries, will understand what the Siddha means. Don't expect me to bring the stones all the way to the University of California, Santa Cruz campus. I wrote a charter, a plane for it. And many of the stones we made an experiment to bring it down breaks by the time it reaches us by ship because they play balls, baseball with it. They throw them and it comes off in pieces. It's very difficult. <coughs> so the Siddha specified the material of which the grinder should be made and what should be the shape and size and parts of the grinders whether they are to be ground, wet or dry, in what order the ingredients should be added, whether the ingredients are to be added fresh in many cases, dry in some other cases, in some other cases partially cooked, in some other cases you should use only dry herbs and not the fresh ones. In some other cases they will talk about cooking it and draining off some of the toxic materials and using the rest of it. In some cases they specifically say, as it is done in an earlier verse, drying the herbs and the constituents out in the sun and nowhere else. The type of dehydration that you people do with your dehydrators is absolutely useless from the standpoint of 
herbal medicine and yogic therapy. It won't work. So when the Siddha speaks about drying in the sun, you have to do it. Not only that, you'll talk about when you should dry it, at what hour of the day you should dry it, in what season you should dry it. It's very important. It makes a world of difference. So the process of dehydration and the process of drying with the Siddhas talk about in these verses is a great science. And I've been trying to get some literature in these countries with regard to the dehydrators that are available. They seem to be awfully inadequate. They are extremely expensive and they are not even one-tenth as useful as what is mentioned by the Siddhas in the verses. In some places, the Siddhas talk about pounding. You can do different types of poundings. They are going to specify there whether you are going to use a stone or whether you are going to use metal. Pestle and mortar is very well known, isn't it? There are different methods of pounding it. And they will say that you should use an iron pounder or a brass pounder. Whatever metal is mentioned by the Siddhas has to be used. You can't afford to change it. For example, when the Siddha speaks about Mahiditel, you should have a granite stone can't use a softer stone than granite, it won't work. So in a granite stone you should try to make a base and try to carve out a hole underneath that. It's extremely smooth. Then you try to take, here also comes in. They say you'll have to pound it with a long stick under rod which is quite thick. Sometimes in order to make it last long it may be having a sort of a protective belt around it but you must make use of only that particular type of wood which the Siddha has mentioned in trying to use that pounder. So there is a stone base with a scooped out very smooth cavity when you try to add the ingredients then the pounding is done. And as it jumps out another person keeps on pushing it back inside the pounder. The stone wooden metal pounder. And they keep on pounding it in a fashion which is mentioned by the Siddhas in the works. If you want to get that type of dry flower, that is the only method we can do it. And when that is mentioned by the Siddhas, you cannot afford to alter it. At least as far as your snacks is concerned, whatever you do might be tolerated. After all, we have to eat it whether you like it or not. But in the case of medicine, it's different. You have to treat diseases and you cannot afford to change it. So thus we find there are different methods of pulverizing it and grinding it. And here the Siddha specifically says roll grinding, hard to the How are we going to do it? We have a granite base in which right in the center is scooped out a hole as it is, but it is a very deep hole this time. And inside it you try to put in another stone which has got a big roundy base and a tapering end. 
it fits it and you try to roll it and grind it. When you try to use this type of roll grinders, where both the parts are made up of stone, it cannot be done dry. It is only wet grinding. Wet grinding alone can be done with the stone of a roll grinder. And that is what is called artikondu. So by simply using that term, this Siddha has completely given us an idea what type of grinder should be used, of what materials should be made, and what type of grinding he wants to be done. That type of grinding which the Siddha refers to in this particular verse to prepare this herbal medicine is the type of grinding that is done in India to prepare two Indian snacks. One is called Italy the steam boiled cake the other one is Doshai, the flat pancake. Both of these constituents and these snacks, if they are to be edible, if they are to be according to the conceptions of the Indian scientific art of cooking and the conceptions of the Siddhas, it should only be rolled around. That is the reason why when Lakshmi, the wife of the caretaker in the Madras ashram, does it, it is delicious. When you people make it, I don't know if they eat it or to say average, below average or whatever it is. That is the essential difference. When it is laborious, but even if it is laborious, in the case of the herbal system of medicine, it has to be done only that way and no other way. So the Siddha is very strict. Here comes the problems. They have started also making some of the herbal medicines of the Siddha system on a fairly large scale by some of the pharmacies in Adayar and Dras. In the college also they are trying to do it on a fairly large scale. I'm not saying it is wrong, but also it loses part of the significance and they are trying to substitute by modern mechanical and electrical means which is not going to have the same effect as given by the Siddhas in their classical works. But if you want to have a mass production, probably that becomes inevitable and to that extent those drugs may not be so effective. So the Siddha here very clearly indicates to us what type of grinding you should use. And for example if you want to grind, I try to illustrate this by a point which you people understand. Now if you want to make idlis, or the steam boiled rice cakes, which are very good and easy to digest and is far superior to all your breads which produce constipation. The different constituents are mentioned therein. And you should follow it exactly as it is given there. The rice that you are going to use should be soaked overnight. That is very important. That's what the Siddha also describes very vividly. How the different constituents should be prepared. And how you should try to get them ready for the ultimate role grinding. The different constituents in the different proportion as mentioned as to whether to be soaked or not, should be borne in mind. So the first ingredient has to be ground. Then comes in the next. Then comes in the third. 
and all of them have to be added in the proper order. It stands to reason, if you've got some common sense to understand it, by the time you finish the grinding, the ingredient that was added first would have been ground the finest. And when you try to add the different ingredients in the proper order, they start reacting. Chemical reaction takes place and the degree of fineness has got a very big part to play in that reaction. So adding the different constituents, as mentioned by the Siddha, for example, sometimes they will say, use raw rice, you can use only raw rice. Sometimes they will say parboiled rice, which is called Uncle Ben's rice. That alone should be used. So the proper type of constituents, the proper proportion, prepared pre according to their instructions, should be added. And then it has got the desired effect of blending. And if you keep on grinding it, you find as the material becomes thicker, you keep on adding water of sufficient quantity so that it forms a paste. This is very important. Any material that is rolled ground along these fashions with the two stones will be nothing but a paste, semi-solid substance. That is needed whether it be your snacks or your breakfast or your food or your herbal medicine is to be effective. This type of roll grinding cannot be done dry. Whether he is going to ask you to add water or some other liquid depends upon the herbal composition and prescription. That alone will be effective. So by simply using the word artikondu, the Siddha has conveyed all this information to us. It has taken such a long time for me to explain in the English language what exactly he means. There is no need to write one chapter on this subject. To really know your subject well. The word Artikundu should convey all this information to you. So every one of the terms that have been used by the Siddhas are extremely scientific terms. And when you try to translate it, it loses much of its significance. That's the reason why repeatedly we like to take you people in the advanced pranayam dhyana classes back again to the original works, classical works of the Siddhas. There cannot be a substitute for it. Does not matter if you do not understand the words of the Siddhas. Please learn Tamar. Practice Bhavaji's Kriyoga. Take up the works of the Siddhas and read at least two lines daily whether you understand it or not. And if you keep on doing it, you find that type of a serious attempt to study Tamil will make a world of difference. And when the stage comes in for you to grasp it, you find you'll be able to grasp the meaning of it much better than even the Tamil scholar. Because you have been given a training in yoga which you will not find in any other tradition. So the training in yoga combined with your devotion to Tamil and a serious attempt to learn it will take you far along the path of Tamukriya Siddhantam to reach the goal. So Artikondu, this type of role grinding, is a very, very important technique and kriya in the preparation of herbal medicine. And as you already seen, it is something which is used very extensively also for the preparation of Indian tasty, nutritious, vegetarian diet. In addition to the role it plays in Siddha Vaidyam and in food and in dietal therapy, 
This type of rule grinding also has got its own implications. Now all of us are really coming to the master as big pieces of road metal and granites and it's really very very difficult for us to reach the lotus feet of the master until or unless we are ground down to the level of coarse sand, medium sand, fine sand and ultimately clay. All of us should try to become lumps of clay and leave it to Tirupati Konganavar and other similar siddhas to shape us up into beautiful pots to be offered to the Lord. Don't smoke the pot but break the pot. But convert, convert all your five bodies which are nothing but lumps of clay, so dirty and ugly, to be ground and purified and ultimately shaped, shaped into extremely beautiful pots, physical, vital, mental, intellectual and spiritual. This clay that contains a lot of gritty material has to be cleaned and purified. It has to be ground further. That is the reason why you find the potter takes the clay and cleans it up and seasons it and then gets rid of all the gritty materials and then he thumps it, he pounds it, makes it very soft. For example, even if people make any puri or that wheat rice cake, it comes out like cardboard. <laughs> Sometimes it is so hard we feel like using a hammer. <laughs> and sometimes it is so thick it is all absurd, nothing but rod down inside. That's not the way you do it. For example, I heard that Gujaratis have established some hotels here. Mind you, before they make the puri duno, they had the proper ingredients. And they repeat it over and over again. They thump it, they mash it, they pound it. And over and over again they try to roll it. And such puris and such chapatis will last for four or five days and still they'll be soft, flexible, tasty, well cooked because they put in so much of effort into it. And they know how to do it here. Yogi are how to do it, Yogi are There are 10 persons, 20 persons doing the Andakri Yogam. Who's to make our poor simply take us a dough and roll it up and put it there and roll it up and give it and fling it upon them and let them make use of their hammers or their chisels or whatever they like and try to digest it. We don't have time for all that Yogi. Either you do it well or you don't do it. Particularly when people start getting into Siddha Vaidyam and things of that type, you must scrupulously follow the instructions of the Siddha. Otherwise, it will not work. And then what's the use of turning around and saying the Siddha has given the wrong prescription? He didn't give you the wrong prescription. You are too lazy to do it. For example, it sometimes the Siddha talks about, as you have seen earlier, closed distillation for the most advanced techniques in modern chemistry, which I studied as part of our course in the master degree course. And the Siddha talks about closed distillation. I was astounded when I found that. And sometimes they say this distillation has to be done seven times, twelve times, twenty-one times, finished. Who will have enough patience to do it? So, until or unless you follow their instructions, their kriyas and their prescriptions are not going to be effective. You have to follow it. 
So the Sita speaks about role grinding. And all of us have got five bodies, physical, vital, mental, intellectual and spiritual. They are also coarse and crude. And many of them are rusting. You know, not used it for many, many years and ages. And births. That's the reason why you practice Babaji's Kriyogam. So that we can grind and purify and shape all the five bodies, physical, vital, mental, intellectual and spiritual. So this type of grinding and shaping and purification is important. And one thing which always stands in the way of converting these five bodies into the shrines of God, into beautiful parts of God, is our nasty ego. So it's high time for us to get rid of that follow. If you still insist and cling on to you, better grind them out of existence. It's very important. As long as that contaminating toxin of our ego is there, you cannot realize and experience the Master and God. It's impossible. So that is exactly what the Siddhas is driving at. A process of grinding, which should be used in all planes of existence. And then and then alone, we really become fine lumps of clay who can be shaped by the great master potter Kriya Bhavajanahara into wonderful, beautiful pots which will contain the nectar of Tamil Kriya Siddhanta. So the question is, are you prepared? to surrender to the Master and allow Him to grind you, to convert you into fine, illuminated clay, which could be shaped after His intentions. You don't decide what He wants to do. You simply surrender to Him unconditionally and He will take care of the rest. That is the secret behind it. Let Master do all the grinding. Let Master do all the shaping. Let Master do all the burning of that potware. And then let Master use it for his great mission. If you can do that, then you find that you are really beautiful pots in the hands of the Master Potter, Kriya Bhavajana If you try to do it, you will succeed. I do not deny it to different degrees. And you say, I have done it. So many people have said like that and have succeeded to different degrees and founded hundreds and thousands of orders. Only two great souls have been intelligent enough to surrender completely to the Master and form the famous Kriyoga trio and past masters. Others have allow the ego to take them away. And such people cannot and will not be able to attain Surva Samadhi or immortality. This is very beautifully brought out by an extremely simple poem that is sung by the wandering mendicant, the wandering sadhu, who goes about from place to place singing the glory of God with his simple but extremely beautiful instruments, village folk instruments, and he sings the glory of God. And such 
wandering holy people are called andis people are completely renowned like the great muruga of padani and move from place to place singing the glory of god and try to spread the message of spiritualism so the word andi means a person who has dedicated himself to the spiritual way of life and wanders from place to place and he sings the songs and some of the songs are extremely simple and humorous but full of the greatest philosophy of siddhanta and vedanta and one such song runs as follows because it has something to do with the grinding and shaping the pot nandavanathil oraandi naalaaru maadamai kuyavanai vendi kondu vandan oru thondi metta kootaadi kootaadi pottu odaitaandi this is a song which i heard being sung by the people who come to our door we used to ration get some handfuls of rice and uncooked rice and give it to these people particularly mother was very fond of it and used to give some coins also or all vegetables we had used to give it to the sandies nandavanathil oraandi this is what he sings nandavanathil oraandi nandavana means the flower garden you can't call any garden as a nandavana it is a flower garden dedicated to god every shrine in india is expected to have a flower garden because all of us are flower children and the worship of god is called pooja to worship god with flowers poo means flowers in tamil nandavanathil oraandi so a shrine is incomplete without a flower garden nanda vanathil